Today's episode of The Shameless Picture Show is sponsored by Vinegar Syndrome. Check them out online at www.vinegarsyndrome.com. Vinegar Syndrome is one of the most interesting DVD and Blu-ray labels around because of their extensive catalog of horror, cult, exploitation, and vintage sexploitation films. Unlike most companies, Vinegar Syndrome is also a restoration company with their own in-house lab where they've done new restorations for companies such as Arrow, Massacre Video, and Draft House Films. Check out Vinegar Syndrome today and grab your copy of Dolomite, Sugar Cookies, Jack Frost, or even Psycho Cop Returns. While I'm a little more knowledgeable about the label than my co-host, I can assure you that I love their stuff. Whenever I'm at a convention, their table is one of the first I hit, and much to my wife's chagrin, I spend way too much time going over every single title. I own quite a few. So, once again, head over to www.vinegarsyndrome.com and grab yourself something cool. Seriously, my money is on Christmas Evil. Go buy it. It's John Waters' favorite Christmas movie. Therefore, it should be yours. He does a commentary on it. It's it's kind of great. He does a commentary with the director, which it's even better because he has a completely different like opinion of what the movie's about than the director, which makes it even better. Vinegar Syndrome. Check them out online at www.vinegarsyndrome.com. That's for fucking with me, you no-business-born insecure motherfucker! Warning! This movie podcast actually discusses movies. Be aware that it may discuss any of the following elements. Endings, surprise twists, unexpected cameos, and all manner of spoilers. If this doesn't appeal to you, why listen to a movie podcast? Without further ado, please enjoy our feature presentation, The Shameless Picture Show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shameless Picture Show Podcast. I am Michael Byers, and this is a bonus episode. On this episode, we will be, well, I will be discussing uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Um, If you guys are wondering, you know, why I decide to talk about Vinegar Syndrome so often, it's because they're one of our sponsors, and they send me cool shit, and it's sometimes hard to fit it into a normal episode, you know. Back when we did the Godfather, not sorry, we just did the Godfather. Back when we did uh, uh, Gone with the Wind, you know how weird it was to like, by the way, here's some really strange non-related Gone with the Wind titles that Vinegar Syndrome sent me. It doesn't always fit. So me and Nick have decided to start occasionally doing bonus episodes. That way we don't have to ruin the sanctity of the Shameless Picture Show, but I can still talk about weird horror and porn that, you know, Vinegar Syndrome sends me. Um, You know, to bury the lead... Let's talk about the first disc. They sent me two. The, well, actually, they sent me a, quite a few this time, but I, I've only gotten around to reviewing two of them. So first, we have a sultry movie uh, called Her Name Was Lisa. Uh, one of the reviews on the front uh, just simply says, Explosive Depravity, which is, you know, fair. Uh, Her Name Was Lisa, the back says. Beautiful, innocent Lisa, Samantha Fox, has been found dead of a heroin overdose. At her funeral, the people in her life gathered to memorialize her, reflecting on how their own deeds sent her down a path of self-destruction and death. As each memory unfolds on screen, Lisa is seen to transform from a naive model who's forced to use her body to achieve her goals, to a manipulative vixen capable of luring men into her web of carnal abuse, to a tragic victim of her own insecurities and victimization. 
the first and most popular erotic feature directed by Roger Watkins of Last House on Dead End Street fame. Her name was Lisa as a chilling study in sexual and emotional manipulation, punctuated by arresting performances from Samantha Fox and Vanessa Del Rio. Long unavailable in its original form and only viewable through gray market sources, Vinegar Syndrome brings this explicit classic to Blu-ray, fully restored from its original 35mm camera negative and completely uncut. Uh, film was uh, directed by Roger Watkins, starring Vanessa, Vanessa Del Rio, Samantha Fox, Bobby Astor, uh, 1979, 89 minutes, color, 18501 aspect ratio, so it's widescreen, in mono, it's got subtitles, it's region free, it's got everything you need. Um, features on here, there's a newly scanned and restored in 2K from 35mm original camera negative. A featurette called His Name Was Roger, an interview with Art Ettinger, Roger Watkins' historian and friend, editor of Ultraviolent Magazine, promotional still gallery, original theatrical trailer, reversible cover, and, of course, subtitles. Nothing you've ever seen can prepare you for. Her name was Lisa. Stag Magazine says, Dynamite. It is an erotic experience that will leave Vanessa Del Rio's fans gasping for more. before has a screen been bombarded with such a mixture of beauty and erotic perversity. So soon? You've only been here in a few minutes. Stay a little while. Don't touch me. Stick your tongue in. Further. Further. Screw Magazine says, 100%. Lisa is the best sex film you'll see this year. It contains some of the slickest, most erotically crafted sex scenes the porn genre has ever produced. Vanessa is dynamite. And don't come back until your tongue grows another six inches. So, you want help? I'll give you help. Better yet. I'll let you help yourself. Hustler magazine raves. Full erection, our highest rating. Finally a film I can rave about. Erotically stupendous. Lisa's style is what really puts it over the top. Rick! Help me! Help me! Stop my show, baby. <laughs> Playboy magazine says, our highest rating, a must-see. Penthouse says, this reviewer has never seen a better sex film. Go see it. Oh, 
Magazine says explosive depravity that will make your flesh crawl. Yes. You like it? Oh, no. Oh, no, it hurts. Oh, please. Like no. it? No. Get that thing out of me. No. No. No, please. It hurts. No. This is what you deserve, motherfucker. Get it all the way up there. Fuck his ass. How do you like it, you bastard? Take it all the way up your fucking bloody ass. You fucking bastard. Take it. Oh, no. High Society Magazine says, Lisa is visually brilliant. Once you see it, you can never forget it. I know Vinegar Syndrome releases things like this, um, you know, these more X-rated features, and I've heard mixed things about them. I It's the world of porn in terms of how it concurs along with film history, I think is fascinating because, you know, as soon as someone, as soon as um, film was invented and um, it became, I don't want to say easier to do, but, you know, for as long as people have been filming other people, there's been people out there trying to film people fucking, and you know that kind of ingenuity you gotta you gotta give them credit for. Um, I didn't enjoy the movie very much. If you know, in terms of a porn, it's fine. You know, there's there's there there's there's sex. There's unflattering camera angles. It's super seventies, so you know everyone's got hair, which you know. It's kind of cool to see because it feels a little more realistic. Um, unattractive people boning with attractive people and vice versa. Uh, what's really interesting about the film is I don't know a whole lot about what rules and regulations were like at this period for uh, for porno. So, like, there's things that was downright shocking. Like, you know, my first ever experience seeing a naked lady was from an old Playboy my dad had. So I just assumed all porn for the longest time was very, all things conservative, you know, showed a little bit of boob, but that's about it. This movie, you know, had bondage, which, you know, good for Roger Watkins in the 70s showing bondage and a dude getting pegged by two attractive women. Um, it's got unflattering close-ups of vagina and ass. Um, and fingers and whatnot going into these orifices. Really bad dubbing. Um, well, I shouldn't say really bad. It's just kind of unsettling. Like, has anyone ever seen that video? Uh, it's uh, a spoof video called Porn Foley. Watch that video, because that's kind of what the sound effects sounded like. Um, you know, there's, there's a review on one of the posters that says, Full erection, 100%. I kind of jokingly said, you know, it's about 98%. All things considered, like, I didn't find the movie all that sexy. Like, um, you know, because the back of the box made the movie sound really fascinating. I thought there was going to be a little more of a storyline, but it kind of fell into the trappings of every other porn. Every five minutes is a sex scene. And while there's some really creative, interesting stuff in here, Roger Watkins really knows his way around the camera when he's not zooming in on some girl's butthole. Um... There's some stuff, like, whenever they show actual story scenes with the the title character of Lisa, played by Samantha Fox, 
it's really kind of cool because he's got an artful eye for a lot of this stuff, a lot of the, a lot of the shooting. I just wish there'd been more story. You know, I'm perfectly fine if there being sex. I would have taken out a couple of those sex scenes. Or maybe even lowered the, like, you know, shortened the length. Some of them were just one off for too long. I When I was watching this movie, I actually fast-forwarded through a lot of it. It's like, okay, I've seen them fucking now for close to three to four minutes. Uh, I, you know, I think I knocked this movie out in a half hour because I was skipping through all the sex scenes. Just because it doesn't interest me. When I sit down to watch a movie, and especially if one of a title that's this interest, that's this interesting sounding. I guess I expected a little bit more from it. You know, I was expecting... This is a bad example because one movie is consensual, kind of. Uh, and one movie is, is depicting non-consensual sex. But, like, for example, uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Yes, there was sex in it. Um, granted, it was rape, so it's, it's not easy to watch. But they tied story into the rest of it. I thought this was going to be along the same lines, whereas... Because you know, they have a really interesting build-up where, you know, this attractive model has been found dead from a heroin overdose and they're going to show her self-destructive life. Her self-destructive life is about, you know, an hour's worth of sex scenes, which, you know, I guess they don't give the vibe, well, they give the vibe that she's not into the sex scenes, but since we don't see any of her life really outside of the sex scenes, it's hard to have some context. Um, and then one of her friends being like, have you ever tried heroin? And then she's dead. It's, I guess I wanted more from it. I should have known what it was going into it, but, you know, we can only hope. Um, also, don't think Lisa was all that innocent. Um, as I was watching the movie, she kind of seemed like she was knew, knew, she knew exactly what she was doing through the entire film. Which, more power to you, but I just never viewed her as being an innocent character. Oddly enough, though... I thought the film reminded me a lot of the Neon Demon. Not necessarily in its amount of sex, but like kind of the artful touch. There's a photography element. I don't know. I, I would not be surprised if Nicholas Winding Refn, Winding, Winding, whatever, um, had seen this film or some other stuff by Roger Watkins. Because even The House at the End of the Street has got some interesting ideas behind it. Um yeah, her name was Lisa. It was not my type. It was not my film. I, you know, I don't mind sex in film at all. Just balance it out a little bit better. I, I'm, I've been really happy with some of the other ways some of the other Vinegar Syndrome titles have balanced it out. Her name was Lisa. It was just a little too on the nose porn for my taste. Um, yeah, don't, I don't regret seeing it. Just I don't know if I'm ever gonna end up watching it again. Next on my list of things to review. Um, grave robbers in front of the cover says what they do to your body after you're dead is the ultimate nightmare yeah creepy right grave robbers Nora Mae Edwards had always dreamed that a handsome and wealthy man would offer to marry her but she never expected to find love while working the night shift at a sleazy diner however when John Henry Cox proposes to her within moments of their meeting Nora can't help but say yes. Whisk off to John's home, town of Newberry, to live in his family's mansion, Nora discovers that her new husband's profession is that of an undertaker, and that the local death toll is disproportionately high. 
As the joys of marital bliss soon give way to increasingly violent nightmares, she begins to suspect that her seemingly gentle husband may be harboring a dark secret, especially when she learns that she's far from the first Mrs. Cox. But even more terrifyingly, that while her husband desires her body, he'd prefer it cold and dead. A darkly humorous and vaguely supernatural story of necrophilia, Grave Robbers is a gruesome black comedy about the meaning of love and lust after death. Written and directed by Straw Wiseman uh, from, from Fight for Your Life fame, and the final producing effort from exploitation film czar Lou Mishkin, Vinegar Syndrome brings this direct-to-video rarity to Blu-ray, newly restored from its camera negative and fully uncut. Spe uh, special features include a newly scanned and restored in 2K from 35mm camera negative, commentary track from writer-director Straw Weissman, which is one of my favorite filmmaking names of all time. He, he might even overtake Sam Peckinpah for the best filmmaking name. Uh, a featurette called Digging Up the Past, an interview with Straw Weissman, a director's introduction, original video trailer, reversible cover, English subtitles, directed by Straw Weissman, starring Elizabeth Menino, David Gregory, Lawrence Bacacus, 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 oh, Judith Mays, Adam Wall, and Kevin Caraga. 1988, 93 minutes, color 1851, widescreen, aspect ratio, mono, and it's region free. a tragedy in the death of a young person this young person this beautiful wisp of a child you know Nora you should have listened to Reverend Collins he wasn't one of us he was probably the only person who could save you and you killed him <laughs> liked this one a lot uh way more than i was even expecting this movie was fucking nuts also strange double feature along with her name was lisa her name was lisa was about a 
they, they say in the cover that she's a, a model, but she's kind of a hooker. Like at the beginning of the film, she was part of a um, a brothel. So, you know, she didn't have to street walk or any of that stuff. Um, and then the lead character, Nora Mae Edwards from Grave Robbers, was a former prostitute who's now working at a diner. So that's kind of funny how, you know, two former prostitutes meets, meet someone and um, how their life changes. Kind of an interesting, unintentional double feature. So that's kind of cool. Um, Grave Robbers was a lot of fun. Um, it was so bad shit. The, uh, the front cover has got a picture of a man who looks a lot like Beetlejuice riding a motorcycle. And I was like, well, that looks cool. You find like, it's super hard to talk about some of these things without spoiling it. So I'm not going to spoil off of the story, but there is a great segment near the end where there's a ma- an undead man riding a motorcycle and the faster and faster the motorcycle goes, he starts falling apart. It's fucking cool. Um, it, the, the, the back of the box says it's a black comedy. There's definitely some comedic moments, but, um, I don't know. I took the film a lot more serious than I think it was meant to be. I really had a lot of fun with this movie. It was funny when it needed to be. It was weird when it needed to be. It f- felt like it took some influence from definitely Stephen King. Like not only the fact that they mention him, but there's some great Stephen King motifs about, uh, seemingly perfect town where something where things not aren't quite right um kind of gave me vibes of um well i said a lot of stephen king's work but then the fog the way it was shot reminded me a lot of the fog which i dug quite a bit i'm a sucker for anyone who has some john carpenter vibes built into what they're you know into their film um I also love it too because it felt like it was very low budget, not in a bad way. It looked like he, it looked like Straw Weissman was using a lot of his of his friends to be in the film for with him. Uh, because I looked up and on, except for his own movies, I don't recognize any of the actress being in anything else. Um, yeah, another title for the movie is called Dead Mate, um, which. I actually like as a title better than Grave Robbers, but the su- film is super weird. You know, everything up to the third act is pretty good, but the third act makes the film fucking amazing. And if you like films like Phantasm or Halloween 3, you're going to love this movie because it would pair well with either one of those. Um, I didn't think a movie about necrophilia and bringing people back to life could be so entertaining. Actually, I should have guessed. Other than the necrophilia part, it's kind of Frankenstein, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, I don't know, this is a film that I feel like I'm going to end up re-watching quite a few times, uh, and I get excited to tell people about it. Um, former guest host on this show, Nico Aldrich, who was on the episode where we talked about Slaughter High, he's really big into collecting a lot of these boutique Blu-ray labels as well. Um, if you remember on that episode, I was raving so much about Vinegar Syndrome's release of Prey that he actually went off and bought it. Just like he was telling me how much he loved Slaughter High, and I, well, technically he bought it for me. But you know, that's what we do. We talk about titles that we that we both love, and the other person goes out and buys it. I've been telling him to pick up Grave Robbers since I first saw it because I think if anyone's gonna love that movie, it's gonna be him. Um, so yeah, shining endorsement for Grave Robbers. Uh, her name was Lisa. If you're into the porno thing, it's got its fans out there. 
it really will. Um, it's just not for me personally. I forgot to talk a little bit about the, um, the some of the features on Her Name Was Lisa. I watched through... Uh, I watched the main one. I watched the trailers, and it was a porn trailer. They gave all the best... Honestly, the trailer's fine. Like, they gave away all the best stuff. Um, film looked great. Like, hell. It's probably the most pristine 70s porno I've ever seen. The featurette, his name was Roger, which is about Roger Watkins with Art Edinger. It was pretty in, It was pretty interesting. Uh, he talked a lot about Roger's, obviously, his him, him making her name was Lisa, but he talked about Roger's early filmmaking career, which was The Last House on Dead End Street. And it's a film that's really hard to find. I've got a bootleg VHS of it, and that's how I know of the film. Um, I wish... I don't know. I guess I wish... Um, I'm a sucker for anything that's about the history of something. But I wish the... I guess I'm just wishing that Last House on Dead End Street would get a real release and we can get some cool features about that. So... Um, interesting, but that's about it. Um, and then Grave Robbers has got, I haven't w listened to the commentary yet, but I watched Digging Up the Past, which is an interview with Straw Weissman. And the man's got so much personality. Um, he seems like he legitimately had fun making this film and tried to make something legitimately cool. And it's a shame that the film was direct-to-video back in the 80s, so probably not a lot of people saw this movie. Uh, Straw Weissman is a really interesting filmmaker and has taken on, like, Gorman Bouchard type levels of interest from me where now I want to learn everything I can about Straw Weissman the way I did Gorman Bouchard after I saw um, Cycles in Love. So, yeah. Interesting shit, man. Uh, since I'm talking about vinegar syndrome, I'm swearing a lot more. and Well, I swear a lot anyways, I guess. Um, it was weird talking about her name was Lisa and having to, men, you know, talk about sex on the microphone that feels weird still like i grew up in a time where talk radio was really big and you couldn't say the word boner or ass or vagina or any of that shit on the radio and so it's, this still feels weird to me um yeah thanks for listening guys i do have a couple more titles that i do need that i do want to get to i'll read off some of them to you and uh, if any of you actually listen to this bonus episode let me know what you want to hear about I've got uh, the Vinegar Syndrome release of Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. That's actually how it's spelled. It's B-A-A-D-A-S-S-S-S-S. -S 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 -S. Song. Badass. Oh, I feel like such a tool saying that. Um, I got a Milk Creek release of Hard Times. I've got the Vinegar Syndrome release of Gorin Bouchard. Uh, disconnected. I've actually been waiting on that film a little bit because at one point Garmin Bouchard said he'd be on the show. Uh, I've been catching up trying to watch some of his documentary work before I have him on the show. So Garmin, if you are listening to this, you're going to be on the show. I'm just, I hated to admit that I still haven't gotten around to watching all of your documentary stuff yet. Because I wanted to talk about Cycles in Love. I wanted to watch Disconnected and talk about that. And I'd love to talk about some of your music documentaries because he does, he like, he just did a documentary about Lydia Lovelace. And he did one about The Replacements. He's a really cool fucking filmmaker. I'm just dragging my feet. Uh, I got the Mill Creek release of Blind Fury. Uh, Mill Creek release of Never Take Sweets from a Stranger, an old obscure hammer horror film. Mill Creek release of Swat and Stealth. Mill Creek release of The Volachi Papers. Uh, um,. Charles Bronson film, another Charles Bronson film called The Stone Killer, and another one called Breakout. I got the Mill Creek release of Vertical Limit, Universal Soldier, The Return. That'll be fun, because I haven't seen any of the Universal Soldier movies, so it'd be great to watch The Return before I even watch the original one. 
Um, the Chuck Norris film Silent Rage, which this sounds awesome. Let me just read it to you. He's an indestructible man fused with powers and beyond comprehension. An unstoppable terror who is one final showdown will push Chuck Norris to the limits and beyond. A mentally ill man in a small Texas town goes on a killing rampage and is fatally wounded by the police. When doctors use an experimental serum to bring him back to life, the killer develops supernatural strength and the town sheriff must pursue him. It is essentially Chuck Norris against the Winter Soldier. So that sounds cool. Um, yeah, and oh, and some, um, some Vinegar Syndrome releases. I've got the movie House Massacre, a.k.a. Blood Theater, and... And Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. So, some of those are going to be on, you know, upcoming episodes. I want to get to them all eventually, obviously. But, um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, these bonus episodes are always going to be short because it's pretty much just me. Um, but, fuck it. What are you going to do? Thanks for listening, guys. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook at uh, The Shameless Picture Show. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. You can also email us at shamelesspictureshow at gmail.com. So, shamelesspictureshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. If there's any topics in the future you'd like to see us tackle, movies, anything like that, please come to our Facebook page. It's the loneliest Facebook page on the internet. So, come talk to us. Thank you, Adriana. You... Um, I'm gonna shout out those who who talk to us. Thank you for um, you know interacting with our page. It's really appreciated. And Emlyn, if you are w- listening to this, thank you for calling me out. And anytime I've got a technical difficulty, it's it sound. I, I just realized it sounds like I'm being facetious, but I mean it. Thank you because uh, I don't usually catch those things. And um, um, Josh, if you are listening to this, thank you. Josh Joshua Barnes, uh, I know he's a person who I went to I went to college with. I knew a little bit, but he's actually listening to the show and he doesn't have to. That's always appreciated when someone I don't really know very close and personal listens to the show. It means I'm doing something right. So thank you. And if you're if you're if your wife Chelsea listens, thank her too. So thanks a lot, guys. Um, we will be back soon. Next episode planned is Mad Max. Nick had never seen it. And then I know at some point we're going to do Ghostbusters because he's getting on my ass that I haven't seen it. And um, keep your eyes peeled. I might be doing a little guest spot on an upcoming podcast called Inside Movies Galore where if I can get myself free that night, we will be discussing Deep Red. So thanks a lot, guys. Oh, last thing. Uh, we do. I do have an event coming up that I'm doing. Uh, some of you might know that I moderated a panel very recently for the Twisted Dreams Film Festival in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Probably Milwaukee's, uh, Wisconsin actually, biggest genre festival. Um, some really good guys named Steven and Chris. They run it. They wanted me to moderate a panel about politics and horror. I got to talk to some really cool people. Ross Bigley being one of them. Um, Jason Thornton and um... I'm so sorry, I don't remember the other gentleman's name, but he was a writer for the Shepherd Express. I had a great time. Ross Bigley liked being on the panel with me, so he asked me to lead a panel uh, with a couple independent filmmakers from Wisconsin at his film festival, the Milwaukee Short Film Festival. So keep your uh, keep yourself 
available for that. That'll be happening, I believe, September 8th. And they'll be showing my film from the Darkness Theater. So, you know, come out and support me, guys. I'm a man who loves movies, and I try to do some cool shit with it. So, thanks a lot. Bye-bye.